Welcome everybody to this rainy day where I am on Press Play with Sammy P and Kyla T. Today we're going to be talking about some practical ideas around how do we boost our sanity, our immunity and our mood amidst the chaos and stress of change and just everything that is going on in the world around us at this moment in time. Disclaimer, uh, I am not a qualified nutrition health practitioner when it comes to this, so I'm going to be sharing the things that I do. Sammy P, how are you today? G'day, Kyla. It's like you read my mind. I think I actually wrote a blog post that kind of covered a few of these things. So this is awesome. It's, I love how it just everything works. The car that you pull, you know, what we talk about, it all just aligns so beautifully. With, without planning, I may add, we just catch up now. Mm-hmm. And that's it when we go for it. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I guess I want to preface a little bit around this topic right now in that for anyone that's not in Australia, and I'm sure this is kind of a global thou shall not be named issue that's going on, but obviously right now there are huge numbers, particularly in New South Wales, and even I'm finding with friends and loved ones in the small area of the town that I live in, but then also in New South Wales. And one thing that many of us have been quite frustrated with throughout the last couple of years is that very rarely has the discussion been about health protocols and what can we actually be doing to be boosting our immune system, not just for now, but for life in general, because like loads of people, and I don't know the numbers, but it's something like 20, over 20,000 people die of the flu in Australia every day, every year anyway. And obviously we've got all of the other ones like heart disease, cardiovascular disease, cancer, and all of these things that can be impacted by having a compromised immune system or a burnt out adrenal system. And so I thought it'd be nice to kind of just share some ways that people can be looking after yourself at this moment. And I would always recommend getting advice around this because each person's human body is very, very different. But I thought we could share some things that work for us, Sammy P. Awesome. So what do you do? (laughs) Okay. What do I do? Obviously, I'm a bit... Can I I just have a look? I'll just have a look at the flu stats. I think the flu stats aren't that high. Are they not? Well, not that high. They're not as high as what you said. I think (laughs) cardiovascular... I think you got... I just thought I'd check because that Mm. was a big stat. I think... Mm -hmm. There's similar, depends on the year. Oh, no. Cardiovascular disease is definitely up there. Cardiovascular disease is one of the biggest ones in Australia. Um, yep. In 2017, there are about 1,255. So about, I think it's like anywhere between one and 3,000, depending on the inverted commas, the flu season, I think, off the top of my head. Maybe I was looking at globally. Maybe, maybe, mm. or not just, but yeah, I just thought I'd preface that because I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you get the right. cardiovascular yeah. ones up there? I think Heart disease? Oh, well, righto. While we're Googling, we're meant to have bastardised stats. <laughs> no, we're not. We're meant to have bastardised quotes and quality Oh, stats. that's right. That, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. So while I do that, what do, what do you do? 
Uh, so obviously one of the biggest ones for me is making sure that I am moving daily as a way to release stress and tension in my body, in my nervous system. My nervous system is hypersensitive, which means that I get overwhelmed very easily. So what that can lead to is uh, adrenal fatigue, inflammation, and so any form of movement and meditation that can calm down my system from within. And I do find that and a moon booster for me and definitely a mood booster is doing like high impact exercise where I'm sweating um, because I find that that makes a huge difference. Um, I'll, obviously, when it comes to supplements, I just want to be really careful because these are very individualized, but I think there's some pretty standard ones at the moment that most health practitioners are recommending. So I take my Ds and I've got Ds and K that I take together because obviously <laughs> I've had two broken feet over the last four years. And so both of those are really important for that. Another option is to get out into the sun without sun cream on now being very careful depending on your skin for like 10 to 15 minutes a day and that's going to really help those um, vitamin d levels as well so obviously that's a big part of what i do getting outside as much as possible zinc magnesium i have um, supplements that have a lot of bees in them so b12 complex has always been really important for me and then in the last year i've been taking antivirals and then also a NAC supplement that's an amino acid that's really good for ADHD in the brain but also lungs and respiratory at the same time too. I must say hand on heart I am not the most amazingly consistent human when it comes to supplements and so I have to have them in really obvious places like my kettle because I'm very consistent with making a morning coffee. <laughs> Uh, and so having those ones there, going to a naturopath, having a discussion around some of the things that are most important. For some people, getting some blood tests beforehand to check all your levels at the same time too can be really important. And then things like I make sure I'm super hydrated. So that's a major one for me. I have my big blue water bottle that everybody sees. Oh, my grace, it got caught. Uh, sees all the time. Usually I have lemon water in there in the mornings. And really I'm always thinking about what can I do to stay more calm, relaxed, centred, um, and not in fight flight all day, every day. Because to me, I think that, and the World Health Organization does say that stress is one of the number one preventable diseases that we have out there in the world. And I think that stress creates that inflammatory, inflammatory response. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously your little things just in terms of doing work that I love from a practical perspective and making sure that there's things in my day, connecting with friends from a social connection perspective. Uh, that probably sounds like a lot for people to start. <laughs> Well, I think it's. I think the key thing here is that it, there's not one size fits all. It's what works for you. Some people enjoy doing different things. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was good to get an insight. Yeah, and obviously this these kind of practices take time to, to develop as well. Like we've been on this journey for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah, I hate to think how much money we collectively we've spent on personal development and growth and stuff. But um, yeah, it's 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 your own routine and whatever works for you. And then obviously if you've got kids and family and other commitments, like you've got a um, you know, you've still got to do life as well. Um, yep. If you're doing that, going back to uh, cardiovascular disease. Mm. So I think that may include strokes as well. Yep. Um, 
in 2019 in Australia, it was 25% of all deaths, wow. um, which was so one quarter of all deaths. And it was the underlying cause in 42,300 deaths. Wow. So like one in 12 people have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. One, one heart attack every 12 minutes in Australia or something like that. So it's huge. Yeah. And so I think that this is the thing, right? It's like if right now we start talking to people about what can we be doing just to make sure that in general our health is being looked after. Uh, and I think for myself, like sharing all those protocols and what I do, it's so important for me because when you run your own business, if I get sick uh, or if I'm out of um, I don't know, capacity, <laughs> then there's no business. There's no showing up to do these calls. There's cancelling all clients. There's no workshops that are going to be run. There's no energy or inspiration to actually do the work that I want to do in the world. And so I think that's why as well. Obviously, it's the industry that we're in, but I think that's one of the key reasons why it's so, so important as well if you are someone that's in our industry because there's a lot of carers burnout. And I have in the last 12 years been burnt out twice. The most recent one would have been about five years ago where I got a viral infection and for 10 days, like fevers, sweats, everything, and I couldn't get out of bed. So at that moment, everything else has to get cancelled and nothing gets done when you do work for yourself. And mm. so I think that then for the last year, five or six years, I've made that self-care, keeping myself feeling well and healthy, literally the number one priority. Yeah, awesome. Cool. What would you do, Sammy P? What would you be recommending for people right now that are like, okay, 2020, I'm going to put all the noise aside and I'm actually just going to start taking care of myself? Yeah, well, how do you put all the noise aside? Hey, it's really interesting, isn't it? You know, and stop listening. Yeah, we're, you know, we're traveling around or um, floating around a bit. We're a bit nomadic with our lifestyle. So it's really interesting to drop into different places and be in different environments. We're with my folks at the moment. but it's been really interesting watching the cricket, actually. The uh, the internet reception isn't so good here. So um, usually been watching cricket on my like, channel seven for those that I know people have already just gone. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, you're exposed to different ads. Yep. Ooh. Things that you're not, you're don't consciously usually see like your, your Facebook feed and those sorts of things that, you know, the ads are quite tailored to your interests and things like that. So just seeing generic ads and different things or, or being exposed to news updates and things like that. So I had to make sure it was really interesting to observe that and what it did to my body and the stress that puts you in or the questions yeah. that you start asking or how that frames what you think about. So mm-hmm. it you to think about different things. So mm quickly going back to watching it on on KO which has like no ads during play and different things like that but super interesting to watch a lot of cricket because there's lots of ads associated with that and and lots of news updates which I don't usually subscribe to so it's really interesting how that like I said frames your mind I was doing and part of my blog that I I did this week was about um I found some stuff I think it was in Lost Connections again where it's sort of this sort of stem from and watching fight club that watching fight club again definitely <laughs> set the tone for my blog that i wrote this week <laughs> there's definitely a bit of, um there's a bit of um fuck you to the man kind of um yep. undertone to it i think as well <laughs> and the uh the stat was in in lost connections was that the amount of money that the country spends on advertising in that year and for that year and following years dictates the happiness or the unhappiness 
people mm. of the country. So the mm-hmm. more people spent on advertising in that country, yep. the more unhappy the country was. And the, the stat, oh, I didn't read the whole study. I did find the study that referenced that. And mm. they did factor in, because it's a correlation study, it's not a proven yep. study, and it's an inverse relationship, which means one goes up, the other one goes down. Mm-hmm. And they they took out a lot of other variables that would predict that. So it's a, it was a reasonably strong correlation showing that that changes. And you can see that with that story that I was telling before, that you're, you're conditioned to start thinking a certain way. It takes, it takes your unconscious brain and it starts taking you down a path that may be mm-hmm. opposite or that you don't need to know. Mm-hmm. And then part of that as well, there's, there's a bit of a fear response, particularly with, you know, clickbait articles and, and the news in general. There's always, there's always something to get you riled up yeah, in that survival state, mm. that survival state creates inflammatory responses. Yeah, but also if you're if you're aspiring to live a, a better life and and you've got these dreams and things, that's that's taking you down into those survival mechanisms, not up in survival mechanisms, not up into self-actualizing states. If you like using mm. Maslow's yep. Maslow's stuff there, so that that's that's a massive one. I think the stuff that we unconsciously take in. You know, um, Catherine's been playing this word game wordscapes or something and she's mm. got me into it and then she I, I kept grabbing her phone and playing the game or she would I would get she would ask me to help her out to get the words and stuff if she couldn't get them and then she sent me the link and I just I had to delete the app today I had it for two days so I'm like <laughs> right I'm done because that's the other thing that comes in then yeah. then you go to Facebook and social media and then it becomes the dopamine response yeah and there's and then having a quick read of that again there's a loop there and it's an addictive loop and mm. it's not so much that make dopamine, dopamine necessarily doesn't make us happy. The new school of thought is that it's addicted to seeking and searching and finding different things. Mm. And if you think of your social media feed and you, yeah. how often do you, how often do you go, like I do this all the time, you go to your phone and you're going to like write an email or you're going to make a call or you're mm. going to do something else. And then all of a sudden you end up on Facebook but not just end up on Facebook. You're there for another half an hour. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, shit, what was I going to, I wasn't going to do that. I was going to do yep. something else. Yep. That's the dopamine loop. That's the, you know, firing off, seeking and searching. And a lot of that stuff, it's on social media. I think social media is, it's been, it's very, um, it's not as empowering and inspiring the messaging and stuff and the way that it's, um, mm. that, that it's gone. I think it could have been a bit better like in previous years, but I think now that it, everyone's on it it's kind of diluted and it kind of it's almost if you like more junk food for your brain yeah like like tv ads and everything else you don't need to know this sort of stuff it's not and then think about how you feel after hearing that stuff on tv on the radio reading the paper or scrolling social media we're not feeling good afterwards actually feeling worse but we're addicted to it and then that's part of why we do what Mm. we do so to, to at least i'd be aware that these things are addictive and why they're addictive and why it's so hard to get off them. But yeah. then also delaying how much you use it or setting a timer. Like I wouldn't say set a timer, but delaying how much you use it. Like the worst thing you can do first thing is to wake up and go through your social media feed and check everything. One that that doesn't put you in a good state, put, probably puts you back into stress. And then two, if you're creating, you know, talking about Joe Dispenza stuff, if you're creating yeah. a new future and want to step up to another level and go outside your comfort zone and grow and expand, that, that stuff is not going to help you. That's going to lower your vibe, not raise your vibe. And I think even in our industry, you can start to get um, caught in a rabbit hole if people are just stepping onto spiritual development, personal development, this wellness idea, is that, oh, but it's inspirational, I'm gaining information, but there's only so much 
that you can receive that you can then embody to then act upon to do something differently like even like when i was just like blurting out all those protocols that i do as sam said like this has taken me decades to get to this point of like these are the things that i do and in the book the one thing he talks about choosing that one thing to do and focusing on that one thing that's going to have the greatest ripple effect on all other areas at the same time too. And I think it's a really important one to note because we want to come to this place of simplicity when it comes to the changes that you're making. And as you like were sharing, it is, it's like there's so much information overload and that information might be useful, but it may be kind of overwhelming if you're receiving too much at once as well, as opposed to, okay, what do I, what is one area that I really want to focus on changing this um, year and how am I going to action that? And what's the first step? Because there might be 10 different steps that you're going to take, but like what's that first step that's going to have the greatest ripple effect to it as well? Uh, and because we were touching on stress, it's also really important for us to remember, like Sam's talking about Joe Dispenza and our thoughts and our thoughts creating that reality type piece is it's been proven that kindness is the opposite to stress. So it brings in oxytocin. Oxytocin has a huge benefit on our immune system, on calming down the body. It's got like a warming effect to us, but it's really then aligned with doing kind acts, but also are we speaking kind words towards ourselves? Because particularly right now, there is so much stress, like even one of the companies that I was speaking to this week that I work with, at the moment, they've got 16% of their staff out sick with thou shall not be named. Now, the pressure that that puts, so firstly, not only the people that are sick and their families and the pressure and stress that goes on there, but then also the people that are left working. And like, if we're, we're what, in the week two of the year, no one wants to be dealing with this shit. <laughs> Uh, and so then it comes back to, I think, this idea of like, okay, cool, what's inside my control right now? What am I going to focus on that is going to align that reticular activating system in our brain, but also my nervous system with how I desire to feel and also pump up my body with like those health, healthy nutrients and nourishment that it needs. Because I, for many years, was like totally anti-supplements. I was like, well, I just think, and we're not going to do a sales pitch on supplements after this, so just to make sure everyone <laughs> They could be thinking this is a path we're going down, and we're definitely not. Um, but I just had this belief inside of me, well, if I'm living a meditative relaxed, calm life, and I'm doing all the things that I share with clients to do, then my should, body should be receiving what it needs. But the problem is that our foods these days aren't full of all the, I guess, micronutrients and things that we need. Plus, there's a lot more environmental stress. And so our bodies do require, in a lot of circumstances, different balancing per se, and particularly for women, um, I'm talking to a lot of clients at the moment and referring them to naturopaths and to GPs because of the hormonal changes that are going on at a certain age that we get to. Yes. <laughs> uh, but also for people in terms of the amount of stress and the impact that that has on our hormones. And even looking at it from the perspective of many of us at my age came from the generation of we just got handed the pill like that. 
without even thinking about it and um, the impact that that has on our stress and our hormones as well. Yeah, not really uh, my, <laughs> my strength of conversation there. But I, I, you know, I'm, I'm making a, I'm may, making myself a, a U-Butt um, journal mm-hmm. um, through Canva and uh, chucking on the iPad. I've got the pen and everything. So I'm adding yep. different things in there. But one of the, there was like little tick boxes that I um, took an idea from a different journal that I've got. Mm. little tick boxes and one of them is exercise i think trying to make it simple um you know exercise i i know cat and jacko sleep in a bit more than i do so that's like my prime time of the day is to go up early yep my routine is to exercise pretty much first thing because that's the timing of it that's when the class is that's what i do class because it's social although it's i'm doing it online now because we're back on the road you know it's still it's still a routine it still gets the gets the body moving and it, it moves things. The body's, you know, full of tubes and things that need to move around and movement is actually helps that process, mm. helps get rid of toxins. It helps, you know, it helps with lots of things. And if you look at um, lots of different studies, whether you're below the line or above the line or, you know, exercise is one of the best things to help that, one of the key pillars to living a good life along with social connection, having a good diet and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Supplements, see, I've got the, I've got the greens at the moment. Um mm-hmm just upping that, um, getting into that, I should say, not upping it. Um, I've got the some vitamin C and zinc. You, know, you got yep. to be careful with zinc that you don't have too much, but us yep. guys and swimmers and prostate cancer and stuff, zinc's a really okay. good one, but you yep. have to be careful of it. But you're just li- little simple things and just mm. ticking them off, I find quite good. So exercise for me, getting into that journal is quite good. Gratitude, you know, talking yep. about kindness, gratitude's up there with the same sort of yep. um, hormonal changes and things that you can feel from that you know doing meaningful work having having some goals and working towards those like mm-hmm. i usually sit down and and just sort of come up with different things but um having some goals specifically that you're working towards at a bigger picture yeah you know, help put thing, things in context um i've got one instagram account i think it's like sammy p's vision board or something are mm-hmm. only and there's no i'm not posting anything oh there's no picture of me I won't add you as a friend. There's no friends on there. I'm only following stuff like that's of interest to me or different people. Yep. Um, whether they're inspirational, motivational and all that sort of stuff or do cool mm. stuff. Mm. Um, beach photos, like all the, all the cool yep. stuff. So I don't yep. use it as much as I'd like, but it is there and I do add to it from time to time. Mm. And the other one is one of my emails is, is predominantly um, a sign-up email where I'll get the, the workbooks or the, the yep. email blogs and all these sorts of things from other other people and companies that I find inspirational that lift me up. Yep. Uh, I find that quite quite beneficial to sit down and read that. Sometimes mm. it's to read a book. Um, yep. There's many different, listen to a podcast. Like there's so many different things that we can, particularly for your mind, not so much yep. going, you can talk about exercise, talk about a bit, bit about nutrition, but particularly mm. for the mind because it takes in so much stuff unconsciously as well. Yep. But at least having... Um, you know, the right kind of music while you're doing some work or totally listening to, yeah. And listening to that on an app where you don't get ads, where you're not bombarded by that unconscious conditioning. Yeah. All those sorts of things. Um, I think the music really one is way. really important because you can these days, like on Spotify, you've got like electronic concentration is a great one. There's one called deep focus. I sometimes have the solfeggio frequencies playing, but I think it is, it's something that can really calm us down. But there was something that you said, which I think is a really important part, prime time, because for each person that prime time for doing something for yourself is going to be so different. 
And I think choosing that and figuring that out, but making sure that it's like a non-negotiable date in your day that is about something that is helping to support where you're at mood-wise, energy-wise, physical-wise, because there was uh, a meditation expert. I can't remember his name, but I listened to an interview with him a few years back. And the person was interviewing him said, oh, well, I guess you meditate in the morning because that's the best time. Like that's what everybody says. And he said, no, I don't. He said, because I've got kids, I've got busy um, think mornings and everything like that. He said, I've got this, and I don't know if he used the word prime time, but I'm imagining that's where it would fit in there. He said, the prime time for me is when I pick up my daughter, when I finish work and pick up my daughter from school. I've got about 10 or 15 minutes, sometimes longer if I've got that time where I sit in the car and I meditate before she gets in the car. Because he said, then I decompress from my day, then I don't bring the stress of my work into my relationship with my daughter, and then by the time she gets in the car, car, I can be totally present with her. And I thought about it from how much pressure there is to have like the miracle morning or like the best morning ever. And I am a morning person. So it's very easy. Also don't have kids or a partner. So it's kind of like my mornings are mine. But it's like, if that's not what works for somebody, then find that prime time for you for a little bit of time for yourself in the day because otherwise your time will just get consumed by so many other things if we don't prioritize it yeah and and it sucks doing things and being you know routine and that sort of <laughs> regimentation mm-hmm. if you're listening to us i imagine you get Kyla and I and our personalities and our archetypes for sure. Um, but the, the opposite is if I, if I do sleep in and I do not, I don't get up first thing and do my workout. I'm sluggish. It takes a few hours to get in into things. It just, mm. it doesn't work well for me physically or mentally. And it doesn't work well for our family unit either. The yeah. best thing I can do is get up and do a few things for myself and then I can, yep. can go from there. So there's, there's a variety of different things. It's all about, you know, what, what works for you. Um, and making it work for you essentially because there's so much stuff out there it's there's plethora of yep. things you can do and there's so much information so much to listen to there's there's so many things but it's just making you know making it simple and easy for you if you're busy and mm. and just continuing to do it and doing it when you don't feel like it is probably the best one because it still yep. shifts your yeah shifts your energy and your state back to where you want it like exercising getting up it's a bit easier here because it's now 6 15 rather than 5 15 technically because mm. of daylight savings mm. <laughs> um you know that's a little bit easy to get up and do but it, it's yeah. not always it's not always the best thing that you want to do particularly if you've sort of been playing mm. word games on your phone until late <laughs> but getting up and doing it is, is the best thing yeah and i think the point that you make around like choosing that one thing but also you mentioned like the social connection and prioritizing moments with your friends with your mates with your sisterhood your brotherhood whatever you call it but really i think when our energy levels can get low it's so easy to hibernate and to kind of pull away and withdraw but then I never regret when i do catch up with people and when i do go and do things and it's just remembering that at these times because there is a lot of people going through a lot of things and a quick chat or checking in with someone or planning something that doesn't require you probably going across borders or getting on a plane right now (laughs) but just planning some moments of that connection with the people that matter most to you but also making sure that the most important person is you and prioritizing that time as well yeah and then 
and then being aware that we're conditioned in society we're conditioned in so many ways to think the way that we do think as well more more than you think <laughs> does that make sense yeah yeah <laughs> um and just realizing that there's things there that are going to grab our attention the noise at the moment there's always something yes this mm. is a bit different yes maybe this is a once in a lifetime thing or something that we haven't seen before or haven't seen for 100 years since the last flu mm. um things like that you know there's always going to be you know it was y2k it was terrorism it was the iraq war it was the afghanistan war you know we can go back all the way through the last 100 years or so and beyond mm. that there was always something there to grab our attention mm-hmm. and and watching muhammad ali's um documentary and i mentioned it in the last episode it's like where's your focus at so mm. muhammad ali was deeply involved in some in parts of the civil rights movement and part of empowering um black americans to to stand up and be more equal he was part of that in some way shape or form but his main focus and and how he drew people in was through his what he loved and that was boxing mm. and he still focused on that even though there was all this all this crap all this shit all this noise going on in another place he was still focused on becoming the world you know the greatest fighter ever mm. so taking that into today like if i if for me if i get involved in the noise at the moment and there's a lot going on it's quite it it, it is great it's insane coffee chat it is great <laughs> coffee chat that you can you can sit down and talk about this and really get into it but if you think what i've noticed as i've as i've shifted away from being so bought into what's going on and getting more focused on how i can help make change mm-hmm. you kind of sit with the vibe of it and it kind of smells. It smells really bad, that topical stuff. It stinks. Hmm. Where are we getting the full story? Do we know actually what's going on? And most of the time you've got to go really digging for it. And I'm, I'm not there to dig for all that stuff. I'm here to help people and inspire people and, and inspire them to create other movements to make change. That's what I'm here for. Hmm. And that's what I need to focus on. If I get involved in these other conversations and things like that, hmm. it's not, it's not going to raise the vibe. And, and no and one's listening and, 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 and it's not and helping it's not, and, and then else. if you're going to have it and if you're trying to if you try you're not sure there's a lot of area of gray there's truth bending there's a way to word things there's a way not to word things to get you in to have these conversations and if it's if you've got someone on the other side of the fence it's not going to change you having a conversation about something and i'd say that's a real surface level there's not a lot of depth to that stuff it's there mm. to get you distracted and it's distracting us and it's doing a great job Go, yes, you need to, yeah, there's some stuff you may need to be aware of and different things depending on what is important to you and how you live your life. There's definitely mm. things you need to be aware of for sure. Do you need yep. to consume it like you do? Yeah. And are you consciously aware that you are consuming it all the time if you're not already <laughs> noticing it? And if the thing that you're going to do, for me, the part of my journey the last 12 months, so we'll, how can I help make change? Because if I get involved in a surface level fight, I'm going to be, I'm yep. going to wind up burnt out. I'm going to wind up in mm-hmm. stress. I'm going to get yep. even grayer. You know, maybe the hair will start receding or something like that. That's not where I can, that's not, that's not inspiring for me. That's not uplifting. That's not transcending the fight as my mate Cheese talks about James Greenshields. The best thing I can do is grow, nurture, and inspire and empower other people mm. to do their thing. Mm. And if we create communities of doing that, the ripple effect out yep. is going to be the change. Yeah. It's not going to make change at what, you know, and we've talked about this before. It's like with chiropractic, you're not looking for the symptom. The symptoms usually just letting you know there's, there's a warning light. It's a flashing. It's, 
it's making a conscious of something, but that's not usually where the cause goes back to. The cause is a lot deeper and we need to come back to what our, you know, what, what's our cause that we're going to fight for, what's yeah. deep within us and, and start implementing more of that information, that stuff. Like I, I'm a junkie, all right, of personal development, growth, all that sort of stuff, learning different things, um, how to be a better coach and all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. that's what I, that's what I, that's what one email has, all those sorts of emails. That's what my yep. books are all about. That's what podcasts I'll listen to besides obviously the number one podcast, this podcast, but besides <laughs> that, you know, the, you're focusing on why well, focus is completely different. Yeah. And, and yes, I am creating my own reality. I'm choosing to create my reality rather than being dictated by the environment because the environment at the moment stinks. Yeah. It's not very healthy. And if you, and I just want to, I found this stat and I wanted to get it in. I'm going to get it in. <laughs> I found out that yeah. basically if you're listening to this podcast, you're weird. It's actually a term called weird. Yeah. Which is Western, educated, industrialized. Well, how, how do I spell weird? What am I up to? Rich <laughs> and democratic. I might put that one in inverted commas just for the mm-hmm. time being. Yep. So what there's commentary, there's a study mm. on it. I didn't go too deep into it, but mm. for me it kind of made sense was that a lot of psychology studies are basically in the Western world, they're weird people. 96% of all psychology research is made up of these weird, what I said before, Mm. Western educated, industrialized, rich, democratic societies. People in these societies make up 96% of all the psychology studies out there. Mm. But weird people only make up 12% of the population. Whoa. So you think about what we're, if, if you're like us and you're a bit of a round, you're a bit of a black sheep, you're a bit of a round peg in a square hole, or you're just not feeling, feeling the vibe with everything. You feel like you've, you're <laughs> maybe from a different, different planet or something at the moment. If you're feeling like that, it kind of make, that kind of makes sense. That stat that there's 88% of people out in the world. And yes, there are other challenges with living life differently as well, for sure. But there's 88% of other people out there living life to a different set of values, to a different set of cultural and social norms. So how much of it, how much is it, like if we go back to the ad stat, how much of it is dictating mm. our culture, yeah. our society, our coffee chats, our materialistic, consumeristic mm. mindset? Where does that all come from and why do we feel weird? Because if then if you go into the health stats, mm. quickly, 67% of Australians are overweight or obese. Mm. One in that's insane. Forget the stat now. It's like something one in four of us have one or more chronic health condition. One in five of us at some point in our lifetime will have some no, it's almost no, that's more one in five of us this year will have some sort of mental health condition or disorder. Almost one in two of us will have some sort of mental health condition or disorder in our lifetime. Mm. And then and then the really interesting stat underneath that was that on a self-rated scale and think of all those stats over heading towards one in two of us having a mental health condition or sort mm. in our lifetime all that mental health stuff and then the health one particularly around or the other one was barely any of us get the right amount of physical exercise five percent of us eat the right amount of fruit and veg as by the recommendations so they probably should be more than what they actually mm. recommend yep and the interesting self-assessment was that 55% of us said we're in good health 
great to excellent health. Even though all those stats, people are bullshitting themselves. But what I, the point I want to get to is I'm mentioning those stats, and yeah, I may have stuffed up. Apologies if I did, but they are pretty bad. Is that does that sound? And that were Australian mm. stats. That wasn't worldwide stats. Mm. Does that sound like a happy and healthy culture to you? Fuck no. Do something <laughs> no. fucking different. Don't <laughs> consume the bullshit. Consume, <laughs> even if it is all you're going off and you're in your own little fairyland or whatever you're doing. I'd rather be in that fairyland, creating my own internal reality, choosing what I want to consume, particularly through my own two ears. Yeah. To create the life that I want. And that's what I'm focusing on. And that's part of that's part of my journey that I've been just starting to work on, obviously for a while, but in particular more of a focus in the last week. But if you if you want to be step away from the norm, because the norm's not very good by the look of it. Hmm. And if and if you're not feeling like you're part of the herd, there's a good reason. Have a look at what the herd's doing and yeah. do the opposite. Hmm. And if you want to do cool shit, surround yourself with cool shit. Yeah. And somehow it will sink in. Mm. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic, Sammy P. <sighs> but you know what? It make look just sitting with all of that is this space of we've got to do things differently. And like what you shared around, like everyone believing that we're in good or great health. It's like when we talk about stress from that um, perspective of like moving through the feather, the brick and the Mack truck, there's this part called the fall in between those. And basically between the feather, the brick and the Mack truck, there's a place called the pause. And in that pause, ideally, we would do something differently. We would circumvent or disrupt the stress cycle that we're in. But majority of the time, people keep going. And so what happens in that stage is we say to ourselves, oh, well, these gut issues, they're just the way they'll always be. Or these headaches and this back pain, um, my weight increasing, like, oh, it's just all the way that it is. It's too expensive to eat healthy. Like all of these conversations that go on at that point, but then what happens is the fall, which is that our body then says, okay, cool, well, you're not going to change anything. I need to do everything I can do to readjust myself to figure out how to keep going. But then eventually the Mack truck is going to hit at some point because our body's not in equilibrium. It's not in balance. It's not getting the nutrients, the nourishment, everything that it needs physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever area you're looking at. And so then in that place, it feels like normal and natural to wake up tired and exhausted to finish your day of work and be like, oh, I feel shit. I'm going to drink a bottle of wine or um, binge Netflix because I just don't want to feel everything I'm feeling or to be in relationships that are unhealthy because this idea that it's what's just too hard to change. But, and I, and I get it because like you've just shared all these stats, right? And we're asking and inviting people to go against the norms, which very much means go against the norms of your family, potentially loved ones, partner, um, shifting things up for your kids even for those that have kids and we've been in two years of so much stress already that this idea of not belonging and being a part of the tribe will be fucking scary mm. um, and so it's like okay but what's still something small what's a small change that I can make because one thing I've seen from friends family clients over the years is there's 
actually literally probably nothing I could tell you to do. <laughs> actually, literally, <laughs> probably, yeah. Nothing that I could tell anyone to do that they would then go, do you know what? I'm going to go do that and consistently and committedly continue to do that. There has to be an internal shift either away from something or towards something that gets so loud that we get so sick of our own internal story or bullshit that we then make a difference. And I was um, going into the energy of resistance the last few days because I just find it fascinating. I find it so fascinating that as a human and as humans, we all have these things that we really crave, that we desire, that we want to create in the world or um, how we want to feel. But it's so much easier to do the opposite. Uh, and I've started rereading, I think it's called The War of Art. Um, is it Stephen Prescott? Mm -hmm. And Pressfield. this Pressfield, Pressfield sorry. And um, this idea around like this resistance. So, obviously, from a soul coaching perspective, I went in and I spoke to resistance. And I asked, so it just comes back to the stats that you're talking. And I was like, okay, resistance, like, what are you doing here? Like, talk to me because it's an energy, right? Like if I had anxiety, uh, I would talk to the anxiety and ask what my body needed. And yes, people will think I'm insane for doing it, but it works. <laughs> and the message from the resistance was like, become a part of the resistance now. Like you're going against the norms, you're going against the change. So you think about the, is it, um, oh, I'm going to bastardize this because I don't speak French, piste de la resistance or something, you know that thing? The resistance. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, but like become actually a part of the resistance. And then with that, you are, you're like, you're butting heads with change continuously but instead of fighting the resistance or thinking there's something wrong it's like well how am i going to use this to actually say to myself enough is enough like of whatever area it is to change and then actually getting so angry that inside that we do something about it so frustrated that we do something about it because the alternative is you wait for the mac truck and it takes a lot more money time and energy to resolve whatever it is that's gone on yeah, and a lot of that stuff that's holding us back, that resistance is around staying in survival. Mm. We're, wired, we're wired to survive. Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to transcend that and you want to step into that realm of living your dreams or becoming a self-actualized person or whatever word you want to use, whatever, mm. whatever floats your boat there, you've got, to, you've got to step out from that. Mm. You've kind of got to get on the path. And, yeah. it, and it sucks. Like I've got a client at the moment. And we've just got to the juicy point and ready to step out onto something new in a different direction. Mm. And there was one exercise that I wanted this person to do <laughs> for our, our chat this morning mm. that, I get, that I gave them last week. <laughs> and I knew, I, I prefaced it. I, yeah. I know what it's like. This is going to suck. You're going to hate, you're going to hate me. You're going to hate the process. Mm -hmm. You're going to like want to, you know, like all these things because your body's not wired to do this you're, you're stepping out onto something new and that's the beauty of it and what i was saying is that if if you knew everything moving forward and you didn't have this resistance you're only recreating from the old and there's the past present reality which has only got you so far if you want to create and step up into something new mm. it's going to be on the edge of your comfort zone it's going to suck. There is no path in your mind. There's no neural path in your brain and there's no path in your mind as to the clarity of where you want to go. Mm. And that's the whole point because you're on the edge. You're going to grow. 
And it doesn't matter if it's any good, like going back to Stephen Pressfield and his other book, Turning Pro, mm. the key turning point in his life, he was, he was piss fighting around. He was doing all this stuff. He always knew he should have been a writer, even as a teenager and then a young adult. And then he finally got into journalism and that was a bullshit career because he wasn't actually writing what he wanted to write. Mm-hmm. The most liberating free day was when he actually sat down, typed out a book on his typewriter. It was a piece of shit. He didn't read it again. He picked it up and threw it in the bin, but he said it was the most liberating moment because he mm-hmm. actually did the work that I was here to do mm-hmm. and then practiced it. And he, his books are awesome. Mm-hmm. I love his books. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it was a great reminder. It's like, just do it. And the, the first thing, like the first thing, if you're going to write a blog or do a video or whatever it is, the mm. first thing's going to suck. It's going to be really hard. Mm. But the next time you do it, and it literally takes the, I've committed to doing blogs. Mm. And the first blog that I did last week took ages. Mm. I was like, am I going to do it like this? I'm going to do it like that. Mm. And yeah. then this one, I sat down for maybe an hour and found all these cool stats that I mentioned today. Mm. Um. And right, cool, let that percolate. Next day, sat down, did it. And it, it took a third, a quarter yeah. of the time as it did for the first one. Yeah. And it's going to suck. And then John Morgan, our great mate uh, from Marcus Mission, we had him on the vibe back in the day. Yep. Um, he sent me uh, the other uh, TED video of how to make a movement. And it's that crazy video of they're at a concert somewhere, they're on the side of a hill, there's one dude and he gets up <laughs> and he's doing this stupid ridiculous like it was like like me dancing like, like no well, you're, i think you're quite good at dancing i thought it was more like my kind of dancing it was like oh, awkward and oh, I was like, weird and, and and he's out there by himself and that's like stepping out onto your own journey and you put it out there and you're just like i don't care anymore i just yeah. need to get this out there i just need to do my thing it's going to make me happier i'm going to look in the mirror just before I cross over, I'm going to look in the mirror and go, yeah, I had a crack. Yeah. And this guy's out there dancing in, and then one guy eventually mm-hmm. comes over and starts joining him. Yeah. And then they're there for a while and everyone's going, oh, these guys are funny. These guys are weird. And then all of a sudden there's like a group of like four or five people. And there's another group of four or five. And then all of a sudden it's like a mosh pit, mm-hmm. you know, it, you're going to create the change. If you're, if you want to do something outside of what everyone else is doing, which I definitely recommend at this moment in time and moment in history. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be an early adapter. If you look at the bell curve, you're going to be in that yep. early adapter. You're going to be in that top maybe 5% of the bell curve and you're, you're almost outside, a, you know, three standard deviations away from the norm, which is a good place to be. <laughs> let's be honest. Let's, let's, let's not be average. And then what you're going to do is that the people that are going to start following you are going to be those other early adapters in that top mm-hmm. seven. You just, you're talking to those guys you're not talking to the guys in the middle and eventually you'll get enough of these people that you're working with or making change with or whatever it is that you're doing and then everyone will go oh yeah that's yeah that's totally that's what we should be doing mm. it's going to take time yeah but yeah. it's it's more liberating to do your thing and put it out there don't expect it to take off just start putting it out there start being you people are attracted to that mm. just keep doing it people yeah. will follow yeah, and the people that need to hear what you have to share or do or anything like that, even if you're just building like community around you, the people that align with where you're at, not where you used to be, it will happen. Mm, totally. Mm. I feel like I've been on a few rants today. I love a good rant. Maybe maybe because maybe I got back into <laughs> um, reading some of Dave Asprey's stuff, so I, I've had a bulletproof coffee, so maybe that's part of it. Oh, I haven't done a bulletproof. I, a I bulletproof do follow Dave, ages. but I haven't had a bulletproof in a really oh, long time. And then I've got my blue blockers on. And, you know, <laughs> I think a, Sammy P's giving you some final tips, bulletproof coffee <laughs> and blue blockers. Okay, I've chosen us a card. Are we ready? 
and I just chose it then, voyage. I am safe and loved no matter where I am. So I love this just before I read it of this knowing that like, yeah, sometimes we focus so much on the destination that we forget about the voyage and the outcomes and the actions and everything that it takes to get to that place. But that also we want to be enjoying the voyage. Yes, there will be hard times. It'll feel tough. There'll be resistance. But it's this idea of like, well, how can you actually also enjoy the resistance? Enjoy doing your first blog and it taking three hours. Enjoy doing your first Facebook live and it's sucking. Like, but actually just being a part of knowing, do you know what? It's one step closer um, and enjoying that part. So the card says, a journey is coming. Rather than staying safe, staying in a safe harbour, let your sails unfurl to the wind. The universe absolutely knows, cherishes and protects you as you ride the currents of your life. Your life is a spiritual voyage and it isn't always what it seems. There have been no wrong turns. Every adventure and misadventure was a part of this course. You're a sacred traveller on a pilgrimage to your soul. There's always a deeper meaning to life's journey than what appears on the surface. Even when you're sailing through dark waters and stormy seas, if you allow yourself to feel it, you'll know that you're always seen, loved and cherished by the universe, the creator and your angels. And if we were just to summarize today, I think it is the knowing that there are so many options and opportunities where it comes to looking after our bodies our emotions, our mood, our energy, and most importantly, our dreams. But if you can bring it back to a simplicity of knowing that we need to do something differently and asking yourself what that is, setting some intentions and goals for the year ahead, and then literally giving yourself permission to take a step and the next and the next and the next along your voyage. Awesome. Great job. Great topic. Thanks, Kyla. You've been listening to the hashtag press play podcast with Kyla T and Sammy P. Hope you enjoyed that. You can find all things Kyla Tustin at kylatustin.com. You should change that to Kyla T, shouldn't you? Get on board. <laughs> and then you can find me, Sammy P, at sammyp.com.au. Uh, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please like, comment, share, subscribe leave us a comment, all sorts of things that you can do around the podcast. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, hashtag press play with Kyla T and Sammy P. Um, we'd love to know what you'd like to hear about, whether this was beneficial and other stuff that we can do um, and what you're up to too. If you're aspiring to do some cool stuff, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, look forward to chatting with you, seeing you, hearing from you. Cheers, Kyla. Over and out. <laughs>